think Chris Pratt's not gonna be that bad. I just I think that people are putting their eggs in the wrong basket. If you you're can't, angry about you can't bring this on the podcast. No, no, no. Let me, let me let me defend it. <laughs> okay. I think a yeah they need to be hiring voice actors in movie roles okay, again. They're okay, not doing so that Keisha, anymore. Keisha. But that's not Chris Pratt's fault. And if so you're mad if about Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt, you should be mad about Charlie Kelly too. If Chris Pratt walks out into the movie theater live in your movie theater because that's how the that's how this is going to be distributed when yeah, he walks apparently. out into the theater and he drops a it's a me a mario <laughs> do, I, do you have to burn down the theater at that point because he can't do that <laughs> i know why why i know a lot of white people tend to claim that they're italian just so that they're not white but you can't He's not. The, he isn't. Uh, did you see that little Instagram video he did where he's just like, yeah, it's true, everybody. I'm really excited to be working on it. And uh, it's a me, Mario. And that's not the voice, but <laughs> it's so funny. He literally is just like, I saw it's another a me, one. Mario. Yeah, I didn't see that. I saw a different thing that he did. Because but. there are two options, and they're both equally hilariously bad. There's one where he does that that terrible Italian accent, which we, like... Mario, we just don't talk it's about already it, a terrible Italian accent. It's already bad. Like, no. it's but already then, a white guy doing an Italian accent. It is our Well, it's a Japanese guy doing a bad no, he's, accent. He's Charles Martin. white. Oh, Charles Martin. That's right. He's not, well, but he's here's not the Japanese. thing: if Chris Chris Pratt has two options, he could be like, "Oh, wahoo, it's a me, Mario," which is bad, or he could be like, "Oh, oh, hey, I'm Chris Pratt. It's a me, Mario," which is worse. Like, there's no way he can. Which go. is just such like 2008 Mario has a gun <laughs> content. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't want either of those. <laughs> or he's just gonna walk out, and be a fucking dude in like jeans and a polo shirt, and be like, "Hey, I'm Mario." Right. And I'm gonna be like, "The fuck, you're not." I you're mean, not. yeah, that's the thing. I was always there was always like a little part of me somewhere deep down that was like, "Maybe this is gonna be good," but I always knew like this is an Illumination movie. Not they're not gonna do a good job. It's gonna be yeah. weird and like, boring. It'll be colorful. It'll be colorful. And that's I had it. a student, and it'll have like a joke that you'll laugh at, but otherwise it will be completely thoughtless and empty. And you'll walk out of it and you'll and be you like... And you will desperately want it yeah, to no, be about it's not, something. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. I had a student what who was to like, Illumination? Because you know, um, Despicable Me was so good. Like, genuinely a great film. And then after that, they're just like, kind of like, what if, what if pets were like, funny? What if, like, they were just, like, kind of silly? And you're like, okay, that's, yeah. that, that's, I th- that's good. I think if, like, Despicable Me is an A, then mm-hmm. Secret Life of Pets was, like, a B minus. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. That's it, was like, it was definitely enough. about less. No you know? Illumination movies are bad. Yeah. They don't make movies that are, like, embarrassing. They make movies that are no. exactly good enough for you to feel like to you, make a million you spent dollars. $10, you know? That you like don't yeah. ask Boss for Baby your money Boss Baby feels back. more like an Illumination movie to me than a DreamWorks. It does. Movie. Yeah, that's bad. No, I mean that's fair. Well, what I was like, I'm always surprised. If Boss Baby were an Illumination movie, I would be like, you know what? That was a little better than usual Illumination. That was that was a little bit. That was like almost <laughs> as good as Despicable Me. Like it feels like these are the same people who made these two films. That was like almost interesting. Good on you. <laughs> almost close say? enough. <laughs> I don't, what else did you do? The Grinch movie? And I like the Grinch movie. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, look, 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 look. 
Rich movie sucks. Like all Illumination movies suck. Okay, it's just, well, it's, they're just boring and lame. And Adeline's like, but this one's good actually I've for heard, no reason. I've, I've only heard good well, reviews on the Grinch movie from my five-year-old niece, her mom, my sister-in-law, yeah. and then also Adeline, and then also um, a, a, another person. I don't remember who, but I know that. So I've what heard I great. like, what I love about the Grinch movie is that they really do. They're doing so much with the background that it's not boring, where it's like the town, like the Whoville with all the Who's in it celebrating Christmas. I'm going to fucking rip your head off your shoulders, Jackson. It's like so colorful and fun, and they're doing all these fun things, and like every character in the background is like doing a little thing, has a little story that you're following, which makes me feel like the Mushroom Kingdom could be really bright and colorful and cool and interesting and have a lot of stuff like that going on. So that's what I'm hopeful for. But see, the thing is that Chris Pratt is still Mario. So I have no hope for the plot or the main characters. I guess we haven't done this whole thing on the podcast yet, have we? Because we didn't do our RoboCop episode. And that was when it was hot off the presses was last week. But like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) Chris Pratt is Mario F minus minus. I disagree. Anya Taylor-Joy is Peach. Is fine. I'm a little bit annoyed that, like, the rest of the cast is, like, comedians, and then, like, the pretty girl is just, like, a beautiful actress. And a it's, pretty like, blonde yeah. girl. Okay, like, like, Which, like if- as far as castings go, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach is really fun, and I think it's good, but, like, also female comedians exist, I'm just saying. Well, but here's what I don't understand, is that if she, if it was a live-action movie and they cast her as Peach, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> right. she's, like, so, like, hauntingly beautiful with her platinum hair. I'd be like, oh, this is awesome, but... It's going to be animated, so we're not going to see her. So why does right. she have to be a pretty blonde girl? We're not going to see her. Uh, Charlie Day as Luigi, S tier. A plus. Great. This is incredible casting. This is the best you could ever hope for. It, that I like. That's like the one shred of hope that I uh, have is Charlie Day as Luigi. Right. Uh, Seth, <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Jack Black as Bowser. Could be, Jack Black as Bowser. Would be good if the movie is good. That's well, I think I think Jack Black is going to pull a Jim Carrey in Sonic, where he's the best part of the movie, while the <laughs> right. rest of the movie crumbles around him. I think, I think that's what Jack Black and Charlie Day are going to be doing. Those ones are, like, in a quantum superposition of, like, simultaneously really great casting and really embarrassing casting it. And it's kind of neither and both at the same time, and you won't know until mm-hmm. you see the movie and you collapse the waveform. So here's my question. What, what Donkey Kong are they bringing into the cinematic universe? Are they bringing our good friend Donkey Kong, who has bongos and a nephew and saves the world and plays uh, go-karts with us? Or are they Junior. bringing in big, fat, monster, evil Donkey, Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong Sr. That's my question. Hmm? That's Donkey Kong Sr., <laughs> The Donkey Kong from Donkey oh, Kong. Is that, is that the canon? Yes, the Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Sr. And our oh. good Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr. He was in that game Donkey oh. Kong Jr., remember? Uh-huh. And that was him, and then in Donkey Kong Country, it's Donkey Kong Jr. And I think that but- I think the canon is that Cranky Kong was Donkey Kong Sr. He Don- was but the Donkey Kong. What the fuck's up with Kong. Mario? Yeah, he gets old. What do you mean, what's up with Mario? Why isn't he all old if Cranky Kong's all old? Because, I don't know. He just, I don't know. That's what, ha- that's what also, happens that's, when you're unproblematic, Mario Adeline. Ap- Mario doesn't <laughs> appear in Donkey young. Kong Country. He's not there. That's why Dick so. Van Dyke's 95. That's literally why. That's true. Mario doesn't appear in, in, in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. It could be taken place yeah, no, years I ago. Think, 
or years I think in the it's future. a parallel universe because but we we see him interact with Donkey Kong yeah. for many a time. This is how they're gonna introduce the the, the Mario multiverse, <laughs> multiverse to the cinematic. Here's universe. how we get the Muppet Babies in here. So the portal opens up with the magic. I'm crystal, saying I love then... the Muppet Babies. <laughs> get I love them the Muppet in there. Babies. What do you, let the Muppet Babies be in the Mario yeah. movie. It's also already gonna tiny, be bad. Why the not? Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Tiny from, Tunes. They did. They were in Space Jam. <laughs> The, the, they weren't. We're, we're they tiny. Were. we're too. They were not in it. No, Animaniacs made it, but the other half of that mm, program was Freaking Tiny Tunes, baby. Yeah. Uh, They're well, great. What was so funny is them. that they had the animate Animaniacs in it, and then they just like sat quietly somewhere. <laughs> like, well, that's not them. That's not their <laughs> thing. They're just yeah. like. Sitting there, like Just eating popcorn politely, as like a bunch of little kids. That is that is my absolute favorite thing that I see on the internet. Sometimes is when people like post pictures of a celebrity who is handsome, and they're always like, mm-hmm. "You age so well when you're not problematic or whatever." And it's like fucking like James Franco, <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah," and you're like, "Uh, I don't know, I don't know about that." Mm-hmm. Question mark. You age so well when you're not problematic, yeah. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think you're confused. I see Andy Samberg a lot on those. Right, and to be right. fair, he has not aged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is the only thing about, like, how do he's you measure someone who's... He's aged, but I think for the better. In a good I think way. He, yeah. he looks like a 14-year-old in, like, in, like, SNL. He looks like me in eighth grade. <laughs> When he was on yeah. SNL, and now he's like hot. Now he like has figured out what his look is. Yeah. But it's he's how, like, it's 40. learning how to shape your hair. He? Yeah, he's like 44, 43. Yeah, like that, that's what's guess. crazy. Like he looks like he's like maybe like late twenties, early thirties, and he's like way into his forties. And you're like, oh what? Oh, oh what? Good news, we got a new follower named Houston. We have a boner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your fucked up on my feed. So just congratulations, that's welcome. <laughs> so good oh my god okay <laughs> i can't believe you got that i can't believe it wasn't taken it wasn't taken can we already. rename the podcast uh so hi what's up everyone my name is jackson uh broomstick eye of newt mcmurray my name is adeline funnier than jackson mcmurray my name is Keisha taking the stand on trial roads. <laughs> and this is no nerds allowed. None of those were good. I mean, we all blew that. Keisha, so it was problematic bad. fave roads. <laughs> yeah. If um, the only way that you're measuring being unproblematic is not sexually assaulting someone, then I'm good. I'm golden. Totally. We're good. Yeah. We're golden. And it seems that is the only metric at this point, which is yeah. maybe not the best, but um, there should be a higher standard. Fair. Uh, so, last year, let's let's go back in time. Let's imagine a quieter a journey together. Yeah, set the scene, will you? <laughs> a quieter world, <laughs> in which, um, it wasn't a quieter world. It was a much louder world one year ago. No, it was. I'm pretty sure it was like the week of the election. Is when you yeah. did. No, it was it was <laughs> October. It was part of our October shit. Okay, but I came on. The, here's the thing is this was the episode before I started and we were waiting on the results. So in between right. when you recorded the Bewitched episode and when we recorded um, the Terminator 2, the election happened. Right, right, right. So right. it was a tumultuous time. <laughs> yeah, so it was a much louder world. 
Yeah, so I guess that's important context. It it was not the movie we deserved, but there the was movie no we vaccine. needed. Right. We 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 were months away from like we were only a few weeks away from like Trump like gassing people to do that photo op at the church and yeah. You know, hadn't like, seen the insurrection. The insurrection hadn't yeah. happened yet, but that was coming. That was like just the stew okay, we so were all marinating in. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then we were like, let's do a podcast to soothe, <laughs> soothe our as, as a nation. as a balm for our our followers. Let's do a podcast about uh, the 2005 Bewitched as our Halloween special because uh, I had watched it a while ago on a whim. Because I was like, what's the deal with this? It was on, like, 2B TV or something. What the fuck is up with this? And I watched it. I was like, I cannot get over how bad this movie is. This movie, (laughs) I cannot figure out what the deal is with this thing. I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. And we did. And we tore it to shreds. We tore it a brand new butthole. And And so, but now, apparently, I'm being told, what's that? Sources confirm <laughs> Keisha likes this movie very much <laughs> and needs to defend it. So I guess now it's just a yearly tradition that we go back and watch Bewitched every Halloween, every October. With our good friend Will Ferrell. And just like, I don't, I can't figure this out. This is the worst movie, Keisha. I don't know what your deal is. Okay. 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 Your Honor, may I take the the stand? You may. <laughs> okay, thank Approach. you. Um, I think that there's a grave injustice happening right now. <laughs> the fact that we are not con- properly contextualizing uh, the year in which this came out, the genre in which this is trying to fulfill, the director's vision, Nora Ephron, who is a romantic comedy genius, uh-huh. God rest her soul, right. how dare you it, speak it ill of this her work past her prime. Like, I, uh, there, there are things that you guys just did not address or that you addressed improperly that I felt that I had the only... Proper we had voice. some wrong opinions, and you know what? That's no, fair. not wrong opinions. They miss truths about the fabric of this mm-hmm. film, and that it is both, you know, a a a love letter to Bewitched of the past. It is a, a, a fun exploration of 2005 level uh, special effects and what we can mm-hmm. be doing Definitely. with magic. And then also, it really scratches that itch that you're looking for if you grew up in a Sabrina the Teenage Witch house, which I did. I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch every single day before I left for school from probably the ages of 8 to 16. And I'm not joking. Like, every morning, I would watch an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, eat a bowl of Cheerios, and go to school. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying you guys just are not the right audience. Um, You are maybe misrepresenting what uh, is good about this movie. Well, it's also not Sabrina the Teenage Witch, it's Bewitched. Yeah, but it hits that same level of kitschy, fun, like, uh, like hijinks of magic when you're trying to not do magic. Here is my big take from watching it a second time. Because I found that I did like it more the second time because I wasn't so bombarded (laughs) by the what the fuck is happening because I knew what was happening. Because the the biggest hurdle is the, it's a show, it's a movie about 
the show with the characters from the show, but it's actually a movie. Like, that whole thing is too much. It's too much. But I was just thinking about, like, being a human person and, like, sitting down in a theater and watching this. Like, having the theater experience of Bewitched 2008. Five. Five? What is it? Yeah, it's 2005. 2005, so three years off. But, like, it... I, like, just... I just can't imagine that. Like, this really and truly feels like a Disney Channel original, and I think I would love it if it was a Disney Channel original. I think, like, all of my criticisms would go out the window if it was a Disney Channel original film for Halloween, but it's not. It's a real film that had a real budget that was in real theaters, and I just can't wrap my mind around that. Like, I just can't... I will not stand for this. (laughs) I will not stand for... Adeline... I, okay, this is the third is? time I've seen this movie, and it only gets worse. This movie <laughs> is like a fucking train wreck. No part of it makes any sense. The entire movie yes, it does. is predicated it around sense. the lead being just so phenomenally stupid. She's yeah, not she's, stupid. And she is she's un- real stupid. She's un- Un like knowing she's never been in the human world before. She doesn't know she's like unacquainted with what being a human means. That's and, cl- that's quintessential classic like ma- magical trope right there. Is like being unfamiliar. Which makes it feel like a Disney that's, Channel original movie, Halloween movie. Yeah, that's entirely, why it's good. It's, it's entirely about campy. the two romantic leads, like falling in love with each other and then deciding they hate each other and then falling back in love with each other and then deciding they hate each yeah. other again like mm-hmm. literally four times and she doesn't Have you even seen the you whole got premise mail? the whole premise of bewitched is that the oh one's a human the other one's a witch it's about their relationship and all how that mm-hmm. how that works out in the 60s it was this radical and like how much they love each other radical like, take about feminism yeah. in the 60s and the new empowered yeah. woman yeah. And this movie, like, literally doesn't get to her being like, hey, I'm a witch until, like, an hour and ten minutes in. The whole movie's about them, like, getting together, which is, like, so not the thing. And, like, I am (laughs) going to pop a fucking blood vessel because this movie blows. It's a Nora Ephron movie. It's a rom-com. It's not supposed to be Here's what really annoys me. The TV show. It's an homage while still being its own thing. That's not true, Here's what really annoys me. Yes, it is. (laughs) Here's what really annoys me about Isabel is that I, there is a moment at the very beginning where her being, like, this, like, if she feels like a pixie dream girl, but like in the best way for a little bit where she's like kind of weird, doesn't know what's going on. She's beautiful. She's having fun. Like the scene where she's just in a bed, bath and beyond with her dad, like picking out things for her house. Like, I love that scene. There's something really genuine about that scene of her being like, I don't want everything just handed to me. Like, I want to figure it out. Like, she's like, we see like what she wants. She has goals. She wants to like live a life and figure out how to live her life by herself. But then that scene is ruined by her being, I just want a man who needs me and is a mess and sweats and shits his pants and I'm the <laughs> only one who can take care of him and he lives in my basement. And I'm like, what? 
why her whole motivation the entire movie is a man and one shitty Will Ferrell. That's her whole motivation the entire film. That's all she cares about. She wants... The second that she finds out that he doesn't really like her, she's like, well, I guess I'll just quit my job because this guy doesn't like me. And I'm like, what? Like, coming off of Bewitched, which was a lot about, like, the independent woman in the 60s and going to this girl whose entire motivation is a man and can't fucking do anything. It's just, it's so aggravating. Like, I can't, I... I cannot believe this was, like, written and directed by a woman because it does not feel like uh, it. Like, Okay, super quick. I, this one of these things that's come up with this podcast a couple of times. I'd really like if we stopped using the line of rhetoric, like, this doesn't feel like it was directed by a woman because I don't like the implication. I know, I'm that, sorry, like, but, like, it just, I, I just, it irks me so much. Uh, like, I don't like but it. But, like, the whole, like, we spent so much, so the, pre- she gets a job. By yes. being, like, beautiful and effervescent and, like, I don't know, maybe that's, like, you know, part of the, like, you know, there's something trying yeah. to kind of be said about privilege and wealth in this movie that is, like, kind of kind floating of. around in there. Anyway, but, like, the whole movie, it is made so abundantly clear that she is so incompetent at so many things and does not have the talent to be an actress at a star of a television show. And then she gets Just there. Just like in La La Land. And it turns out that that's not what La La Land's about. It gets there, <laughs> and it turns out that she doesn't actually have that big of a role in the show because the dude wants himself to be the star. But then all of a sudden, the movie flips around and is like, that's so not fair. <laughs> How is it that I'm not the lead of this movie? I deserve to be the lead of this movie, no, and it's being stolen not, from me. That's like, not no, what happens. We spent so much time. That's not what happens. <laughs> explicitly. No, because when she gets the scripts, the, she has lines in the script, but then as they're going, they're like, oh, sorry, we had to cut them down. So, like, she's seeing it happening. You see her react to, like, she's like, oh, that's, like, BS. That's stupid. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it's delivered to me like he tells her he's like this will be a partnership and we'll be working together and that's what she's excited about is having an imperfect person that she can be partnered with and work together and make something good by doing hands-on stuff because she obviously she could put her cable together because she's just always had instant gratification magic instant gratification magic there's no like like, and that's not what she's running away from. She's like, oh, this person is imperfect. I like this imperfect person because that means that I can have something that's real and tangible. That's what she's looking for is something real and tangible. And so the irony of presenting that through the lens of Hollywood is an interesting premise to say, oh, I'm a witch. I can have anything I want, but it's not real. I think it's interesting to look for something real in a place that's also unreal. Any other, any other? That was not a response <laughs> to my criticism. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? You're saying that she doesn't know how to do anything. She does know how to do stuff. She's learning how to be an actress. She's actually pretty good at it, obviously. She's, like, well, even though she see, didn't know how to script thing, though, She's works. cheating because she is Sabrina. Or she's... She's using her talents... And that's the whole premise of Bewitched. In Bewitched, she's also like, I'm not going to do magic anymore. Don't worry. That's not and what I said. She's like, I know what I'm saying. I'm saying she always responds by like doing magic, even though she said she wasn't going to. She's like, oh, yes. I tried, but I... And that happens in this movie. But she's still talented. She still had a good line delivery. They show her acting later, and it's fun and natural and of the time. So, I don't know. I think that she is good at it. She just didn't know how to read a script because scripts are written in a weird way. Okay? Okay? 
Okay. And then, like... <sighs> so, Keisha, if you walked into an audition and yeah. you didn't know how to read a script... Do you think yeah. that you would get that part? And then if you <laughs> did get that part, point, would though. you be upset if the part wasn't very big, considering you did not know how to read a script when you walked into that Two room? Two days ago. <laughs> That's not... You're leaving out details, though. Like, they asked her to come in, A. Like, she said, I don't I don't know, I'm not an actress. Blah, 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 blah. And, then, and then a man but, asks her, and then she'll do but it. But the whole... No! Like, they had her do that improv thing, and she was like... Oh, you know, I, I ha this is my real experience, and they're like, oh, she's got like, she she has something like she understands the character, so like we'll roll with it, and then she can also do the nose thing, which she can, and she's not just <laughs> yes, she Nicole yeah, yeah, cannot well, fucking do it in <laughs> within so the context of the film. They that is what they're saying. Okay, okay, right, okay, so sure. I'm following the context I, of the film. I think my favorite parts of this movie. If I ignore what Nicole Kidman is saying, are the parts where she's like walking around and talking to her dad? Like those scenes are just fun. Yeah, like I, just, I like Michael when Kane's he's good. like in the popcorn and yeah. he's a jolly green giant and stuff like that. Like this is fun. I like this. Like I like that her dad is just like this all powerful wizard being that just like pops in to be like, "Hey, what's up, child?" Like I I just like that. I think that's fun. I love her house. I love her like costumes i love her just like having fun and walking around in her house i think that's awesome i wish will ferrell was funny yeah. because i know that he is i know that he will is, ferrell right. is funny and this movie makes me forget it because he's just so horribly not funny that scene where they're recording the episode at the dinner table and she like keeps like using magic so that he's like overreacting his lines or like saying them in Spanish right. or whatever, like messing up the line. It's so not right, funny. Not at all. Like I don't know I think like it's cause Will Ferrell has nobody to play off of. I think really must be what it is. Cause it's just like, hey Will Ferrell, what if you just screamed? For I mean, a little bit. That's this thing. I mean this was we talked about this in the last podcast episode. Like this is like peak Will Ferrell. This is where Will yeah. Ferrell is like on top of the world. And like so much of his, like, bit, like, on SNL and everything is just him, like, screaming. Like, I watched the trailer for this movie and, like, that clip of him being like, Sherpa! Is, like, the money mm -hmm. shot. It's like, check it out, Will Ferrell is gonna be screaming! Will Ferrell, he's screaming! And so, yeah. like, I mean, I, that's that. part of it. It's one of those <laughs> things is. where it's, like, people are, like, so in the pocket for Will Ferrell, it's like he doesn't have anything to prove. It feels like him just being lazy, being like, I'll just do my regular Will Ferrell thing. I'll scream, I'll yeah. say something in Spanish, I'll say hummus in a funny way. Like, well, you know. What's, there's like one moment of like where it feels like, it, it feels like Will Ferrell doing a good job and the character that he's playing seems likable. Is that one moment when they're sitting down at the meeting to talk about like him joining the Bewitch show. Right. And it's like when he's just like talking to them before his agent is like, hey, you got to be an asshole where he's just like, yeah, I love the show. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like that was like the moment where I feel like, oh, Will Ferrell's doing like a good job acting. He's playing like this kind of like, like it's that Will Ferrell character. It's like Buddy from Elf. Like they're just kind of like sweet and kind of bumbling. And that's what he's talking right. about. Because like, it, I just, this feels like such a misuse of Will Ferrell to me. Because, like, the person she's describing, in a lot of ways, is Buddy the Elf 
And I keep bringing up Buddy Elf because that's like one of my favorite Will Ferrell performances because I think it's hilarious and also really endearing. Mm. Like, I said this last time that they keep trying to make Will Ferrell attractive in this and he's just not. Right. He comes off as this like asshole bumbling idiot that just like sucks. But like in Buddy, in Elf, like Buddy doesn't know what he's doing. Buddy is like this magical guy. He like, it needs help. He needs somebody to help him. And that's what Isabel wants. But he's also very sweet and he's also very like genuinely like happy and like is appreciative of the help that he gets. Like that seems like the character that they, Isabel wants. And I know that Will Ferrell can be that character, but that's not what he's doing here. He's being this, like even when we have those moments where it's like, oh, this is the real him. This is the real Jack that's not being like pushed around by his agent and pushed around by Hollywood. Like he's still seems like a bumbling asshole. Like, they're, like, real dates that they go on after the fake date. I'm just like, this guy sucks. I don't like him. And I like Will Ferrell. Right. Like, I just, I don't know what they're doing with him. So, I... One of my biggest problems with this movie is just how much of a mishandling it is, I think, of the source material. Because, like... Yeah. Bewitched, I think, is a sincerely fascinating cultural artifact. I was reading an article the other day that was comparing Bewitched and I Dream of Genie as these, like, two, like, sitcoms with a magical lady in it uh, that, like, represented, mm. like, opposite ends <laughs> of, like, a political spectrum yeah. about, like, how we viewed women at the time. And, like, you know, I Dream of Genie is just, like, yo, what if, hey, hey, fellas, what if uh, what there if was... you could hey, keep your wife in a bottle? Yeah, what if, what if there was a yeah. hot girl who lived in a bottle and, she, and she'd do whatever you want and I'd do the dishes? Yeah. Oh, and she's got belly button. Got belly button all out for everyone to see. I'll eye candy. Hey, hey, take a look at that. And Bewitched is like, you know, it's like Bewitched is like a commentary on like the it, it it's reflecting on like the power dynamic of the American household as like women are mm. starting to work more and more and more and start to have more and more power as individuals. How does that affect? Like, the dynamic in a household of a husband and wife, as these, like, dynamics are changing really rapidly, it's like a metaphor for that kind of thing, right? And, like, in in 2005, like, I don't know, this movie is, it, it takes the idea of, like, magic and witchcraft, and its take seems to be, like... It, it, it makes it this, like, weird sort of metaphor for, like, wealth and privilege and about how, like, she gets this instant gratification, she gets whatever she wants all the time, and how, like, the, the like, even, even choosing to sort of, like, forego that privilege is in and of itself, like, sort of a form of privilege, and, and mm -hmm. like, drawing a line between that and, like, Hollywood actors, where people are just, like, kissing their ass all the time, and they don't know how to behave because nobody ever interacts with them in a sincere way and like i get like that is like something like if the movie That's something. if the movie were good that would be something and like but i just can't help but think that it's like so radically different than like the the tone mm -hmm. and the ideas behind the original thing that you're adapting and i feel like power dynamics within a marital household in 2005 is like a subject that's totally ripe for for commentary you know i think mm -hmm. that i think that like the 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 feminism of that story is something that is i mean i don't know i think that i think of bewitched as a profoundly 
feminist text. Like, and it, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't seen all of it, and I'm sure there's lots of elements mm-hmm. of it that don't hold up. But at the at its heart, it yeah. is a commentary on gender roles in society, uh, in a way that not a lot of things on television were at the time. And I think that this movie is a profoundly not feminist movie. Like it doesn't have any real opinions on, mm-hmm. on like gender roles or, or, you know, the, uh, like feminism in general, any, any particular women's issues, because it feels yeah, like it's friends. all about this woman who is like spoiled rotten, essentially, metaphorically, thematically. And yeah. it's just about her wanting something and like having to work a little bit harder than normal to get it on purpose and that's like it (laughs) you know like i don't think i don't think this movie has much to say politically in any way i think it is just a very like empty-headed movie but i do think that is the sort of movie that you see being made in 2005 especially like in response to 9-11 a lot of people were like i just want a movie that makes me feel good and so a movie where there's a main character with fun magical powers who has everything like that's fun to see for a a female character that she has a house and she has i know that she doesn't work for these things but a lot surprise a lot of people don't work for the things that they get right they just get things sometimes but she has a house and she has friends and she has a cat and she has she gets this job and she's trying to find love like they're saying like you're a single woman in the United States, and you can have it all. Like, that is kind of the message that people were looking for in 2005, is that you can have it all. You can have everything. You don't have to worry about it. Housing crisis, there is no housing crisis. Uh, You you want a husband? You got a husband. Yeah, you you want a best friend? She lives right next door. Like, that's kind of what this movie is like. You, you can have it all. Check all the boxes. 2005. Like, they're not looking to make a statement. Like, that's not what people are trying to do then. They were like, listen, life is still okay even though we're going to war. Even though we're, we're living <laughs> in denial. Yeah, like yeah. that's like that is like politically where we were at 2005. So I can see why there isn't like a, hey, maybe don't let a man be fulfilling all of the things that you want in life spiritually, in emotionally, life. physically. Yeah. Like... Maybe that's not the answer, but that's not the question that they were asking. The question yeah, I was, guess, can I have it all? Yes, you can. I guess I was thinking about it because, like, I, I, like, it's so clear that they're, like, trying to have their cake and eat it, too, where they want it to be just, like, a long episode of the show, but they also want to do their weird meta-narrative film thing that they kind of do halfway and yeah. then stop doing. Like they want, they want to do, they want to do both of those things, and I feel like they should have done neither of those things. Is the thing, because I, if it was literally, if it was just like, here's Bewitched, here's these two people, and they love each other, and one of them has magical powers, and then like a plot point happens, and then like they go on an adventure or whatever, like just like a straightforward movie would have been great. Like if it was just like Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman are married and they love each other, they're in a good relationship. Like, Will Ferrell is silly and funny and kind of dopey, and Nicole Kidman is, like, also kind of, like, ditzy and ethereal, but she's also got, she's also got powers, and she's also doing things. Like, they have a good, like, taking, just taking Bewitched and putting it into the 2005 context. Like, she would be like, oh, I've got a job. Like, and he, like, 
just like moving it forward a little bit i think would have been totally fine and then like we have conflicts maybe maybe we start the movie like when he learns she's a witch like stuff like that like just a straightforward movie i think would have been so much better and you still could have gotten all of those things it still could have been lighthearted. it still could have been like you can do every you can have what you want to have but like just uh, like, just starting where they're together and just, like, kind of focusing on their relationship, I feel like would have eliminated so many of the problems that I right, have. Yeah. But then it wouldn't have been a Nora Ephron movie. That is absolutely it's all, it's untrue, about the coming Keisha. together. Why do you think Nora what? Ephron Nora has Ephron only movie? made... Nora Ephron has the capability to make all kinds of different movies. She made Michael. It's about John Travolta is an angel. Okay. You don't say that's not a Nora <laughs> Ephron movie. I'm saying this is a classic Nora Ephron rom-com, like, will they, won't they get together? Like, that's- That's that, why it's Have bad. you seen When Harry Met Sally? I watched it with you! Yes, we watched it good. together! <laughs> yeah, it is! See, a will they, saying, won't they is like, only good when the answer is I want them to. When the answer is I don't want them to, that's when a will they, won't they is not good. Nora I Efron, want them to. Nora Ephron has basically directed one- Straight ahead, Rob. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail is the one. She wrote when Harry. She wrote when Harry Mansali. She didn't direct it. Rob Reiner directed it. But sleeping with sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, but she wrote it. Like she wrote this too. Yeah, sleepless in Seattle. But it's not though. This is the most convoluted, weird ass script I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you can't say that every single Nora Ephron movie is this weird metatextual movie. No, I'm saying a it's a romance. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You're saying you don't like the romantic element. Ele- you sh- you're saying you wanted it to start in relationship form, but she likes to play yeah. in the before relationship starts. Like they they skip all the way forward at the very end. You don't but see them together the for thing. very long. And I think this is definitely a 2021. I almost said 2020 because you know hell year. But, like, I think this is very much the 2021 perspective where I am very tired of that phase. And I feel like I am so much more fulfilled and happy and enjoy stories where the people are already together. And it's, like, the troubles within their relationship. Like, that's Jackson's bread and butter right. when a movie just, like, has a relationship that's already formed in it. Like, it, like I think about Frozen 2 a lot compared to Frozen. Like, we, when we talked about Frozen the first time, we tore that movie apart because, like, it just hasn't aged well in a lot of ways. And I think Frozen 2 is just in all ways a better version of Frozen. And I think a part of that is Anna and Kristoff's relationship, where they are already in a relationship. And it's like, well, how do we go about this when, like, you're a princess and we want different things and I feel like you're really focused on your sister? Like, it just seems like such, like, a genuine conflict in a relationship but they're not even on screen together i like her and i don't know if she likes me like that kind of thing like i just feel like in 2021 like i'm just tired of the will they won't they i wait babe it's just a misunderstanding can't we get together like that kind of like rom-com stuff i'm just like i i am so tired of it you know i think that's fair but i don't (laughs) think it's fair to measure 2005 by 2021 standards that's the only standard you can measure it by. It's 2021. It's not 2005. No. I was five years old. No. Okay, here's the measure. In 2005, I would have been five years old, and I would have hated this mm-hmm. film, so I think we're good. How do you know? You don't know that. You didn't see I would it. be here's bored out of my mind is what it would be. And Jen, and I was... And <laughs> 
The second that Will Ferrell started screaming at people, <laughs> Little Adeline would have been out of there. <laughs> I think I think the part of this movie that is actually funny is when Will Ferrell gets hit with the love potion and he's like being a big goofball about how much he yeah, loves just Nicole like, Kidman. Uh, yeah. Like that stuff's fun. I like that stuff a lot. I think it like sincerely makes me laugh. I love that moment where he's just like, "Do you were you were homeschooled? That's so crazy. Me too. Were your parents hippies? Yeah. That's insane. Your parents were hippies and mine weren't. That's crazy. <laughs> like I think that's so funny. And he's like singing yeah, songs. Yeah, I think that's funny. And but then they hit it with the like, uh, maybe just rewind. We wanted to do that, but maybe none of that happened. But I don't think any yeah. of that happened. Actually, we wanted to put that's that classic. in there, but we that's just classic. need to. That's classic. In what way is that classic? No, Isha? that's part of that's that is like very of this like magical like be careful what you wish for. That happens in literally fifteen episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm telling okay. you, it's the pilot episode of Sabrina the Teenage all Witch. Right. Is that she makes all these mistakes and she's like, oh man, I wish I could do it over, and then she dies, and it's great and fun. That's the thing, is that this movie is a very long episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and if you guys watch that show, then you would like this movie. <laughs> I do I really want to go and watch Bewitched, because that is, like, it my jam. Is. It's, like, stuff from the 60s, so I probably will go back and watch I'm not it. saying it's Bewitched. I'm okay. saying Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm saying we're aiming That's for not a late what the movie 90s. Is, <laughs> I know, I but that's... Stuff. But it is more... It is more than Bewitched. It's more but, Sabrina the Okay, Teenage but that's Witch. a point against this film. If it's more like something else if other like than it, the source material, then maybe the it should have been a Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie and not They the already Witch. made that. If it's and not that like was bad. at all. Because it didn't feel fun. This movie feels fun. It's fun. <laughs> but that makes it a bad Bewitch movie if it totally throws away the source fun. material okay. and doesn't feel like the source material. I'm about to. It's I'm about. To, I'm about to own the libs with facts and logic on, on okay, two okay, different accounts here. You go back to red pillows. Okay, you guys are gonna uh, get. Yeah, red I invite right you now. to try. All so right, here's go the ahead thing. Give your your earlier shot. argument that we didn't want yeah. anything deep in 2005. It was all la di da. Let me tell you some movies yeah. that came out in 2005. I'm not saying that's exclusively what people were looking for. Brokeback Mountain, that v it was for Vendetta, not my argument. Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the 40 year old version, Pride and Prejudice, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> like these, you said Brokeback Mountain already. Did I? Okay. My point is these hard candy, these are like tough, thoughtful movies. War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. especially. Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Like, people are digging into this stuff at this point. Say, it's 2005. We just want to have a good old time. Some people. There's no thought. <laughs> Some, you can say that about any time ever, Keisha. The trend <laughs> yeah. is not You know what else came out in 2005? I can look things up, too. What? Sky High. King Kong. <laughs> Fantastic Four. King Kong is a very thoughtful movie, Fantastic too. Fantastic Four. I don't think the first Fantastic Four was Lottie Da. Zathura. And second of all, second count. I'm going to tell you about every every Nora Ephron movie that she has directed. Okay? There's very few of them. Okay. First one, This Is My Life. About a woman who wants to be Mm -hmm. a stand-up comedian. Not really a romantic comedy by any measure. Sleepless in Seattle weird subversion of romantic comedy tropes. It's like taking the romantic mm-hmm. comedy as an idea and like turning it on its head and like deconstructing it in this weird way. Mixed nuts, a, uh, what's the word? Uh, like 
like a dark comedy. What's uh, like an anthology dark comedy set at Christmas time that, if I remember correctly, has a certain amount of trans panic in it. But I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> Michael, a movie where mm-hmm. uh, uh, John Travolta becomes an angel and helps people out. You've got Classic mail. John. You've got mail, which is, I would argue, like her most straightforward romantic comedy. Lucky numbers about John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow rigging the lottery and going to jail. She likes John. It's Travolta. like a weird. <laughs> I'll give her it's that. like a weird Coen Brothers riff <laughs> where everybody's sad at the end because they're all stupid, and then Bewitched, and then her final mm-hmm. movie, Julie and Julia, which is a movie about a couple, a movie about people who are already together. A movie, a movie. I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of, like, if you're going to talk about a Nora Ephron movie, you're probably going to talk about a romantic comedy. Like, that's usually what people are thinking of. But isn't that, isn't that inherently a little bad to say that a woman only does romantic comedies when she's done many a different type of film? If like, those, and I'm not like, blaming you for this. I'm just saying, like, as famous society, movies isn't that a little are, iffy? are the romantic comedies. Yes, that is really iffy. But those are her most famous movies. I can't change what her most what she is most known for. I can't change that now. But that doesn't make a difference. You're arguing what she's most known for. It doesn't make a difference. When you're talking about her process of writing this movie. You can't say she's always doing romantic comedies about people who are getting together when that's simply not the case. And when I say but, I don't like that about this movie, you can't I'm say. No, well, I'm that's just the way it has to be because it's doing. a Nora Ephron I'm movie. saying, no, I'm saying that's where she likes to be. It's her bread and butter. I feel that will. I have but just disproved that. She's only done it once. I feel that I have, I have just owned the limbs with facts and logic. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm, you, okay. But are you, so you're saying you only like movies where the, there are, is already a couple that's been established. Is no, that what you're saying? I'm saying, saying I don't like, like this movie. Okay. Actually. I'm saying there is a, no, in this adaptation, this doesn't work. Do you have a preference for when movies start with couples? Yes. Like the it's yes. A, yes, okay, but that's not the only movie you like. So if Nora Ephron prefers to write for couples who have not yet been together, then that, that it doesn't mean that's the only thing that she does. I'm saying that's where she likes to be. I, and I'm saying that it's it doesn't <laughs> fail in this movie. You, you don't know. Fail. You don't know her. Her most famous movies are romantic comedies of people getting together. Those are the most but you famous don't know ones. That those, those are the are most her well-known ones. Movies that she's made, she might be like, "Oh, these are okay." Just okay, and I wrote a romantic comedy. What if? What All if right. the one where I'm, John Travolta becomes an angel is her like, like the best okay. thing she's ever written? In I'm her not opinion. saying. I'm not saying those are. This is like this is my favorite out of my body of work. I'm saying those are the works that are the most popular. I'm not saying it's a one to one. These are Jackson's favorite kind of movies. I'm saying that you can have a certain preference for a movie and still like other movies. You can write for certain movies and still have a like tendency to write in this area, and that's what she does. Like this was. What? It's not my fault that you guys are misinterpreting what I'm saying. You are you're trying to we skew are not what I'm saying. We're trying to, to fit. Out. No, you're skewing what I'm saying and trying to fit your like you're trying to make me hate this movie. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you hate this movie. I'm saying that I don't like it, and here's why. <laughs> I'm just saying that everything you've said, there is no reason for you to hate it. I'm calling because the cops, There Keisha. is reasoning behind I'm, it. Fine, go ahead, do it. <laughs> I'm calling 911. Yeah, the cops will be on. Yeah, fine. Beat your. <laughs> if you're on the pro cop side, go for it. 
Uh, I was going to say, the other thing I was going to say is the... Because it's 2005, and we are kind of talking about, like, new wave feminism, and I'm not sure exactly what the timeline is on, like, the the waves and if it's They call this third wave feminism. Third (laughs) wave, so yeah. Like, talking about, like, third wave feminism of, like, equal pay and all that stuff. Like, it feels like... It, we've already touched on this that like that that would be a narrative here if she was good at what she did and didn't just magically get everything right. that she wants. Then that would be a point that we're making that she's a woman and she's not being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. But there's more going on because she kind of cheated her way into this job and has been cheating the whole time. So it's like that's a little it gets weird. But it feels like they're still trying to talk about that a little bit with like her friends. Like she has like her feminist friend with the short hair who like works at the movie studio. And she's mm-hmm. always talking about like tasing men's balls and <laughs> right. stuff. Like, Which is what feminism yeah, throw them in the is. What's up with her? That's my only question. Like what's up with her? Like do we have to like, we need a feminist character cause it's like, we just need one. I said so. And so like, that's her and she does nothing and just like, talks about men's like she wears a head hurting men and also doesn't believe in magic like those are her two qualities does not like men does not believe in magic she's a realist that's i feel like lots of people are like that though where they don't like men and they believe in they don't believe in magic you know see i don't like men everyone's got one magic so check it again you're like political compass like alignment like the four quadrants (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense to me It's really good. (laughs) Also, Kristen Chenoweth is in this movie. That's true. I love Kristen Chenoweth. She's being a bizarre performance. Class, no, this is classic. This is classic. And okay. And here's another thing that I want to say. Nicole Uh Kidman. I I made, I talked about this a lot the last podcast. Like, I don't buy her as like a naive, like pretty, like, you know, sexy little baby character. Like, I think that she has... A coldness and a meanness yeah. in her eyes that I don't. It makes me feel un, unnerved. And I think so. You know the one episode of Arrested Development that has not aged well, where Michael falls in love with the girl who has autism and he doesn't know right. it because she's just beautiful and he doesn't realize it. Right. That's what this performance feels <laughs> right, like. Yeah. It feels like the exact like same Charlie's performance. There. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Uh, but what I'm saying is like. <laughs> If this were a more straightforward Bewitched adaptation, like, I would totally buy Nicole Kidman as the, like, actual, like, Bewitched character, you know? Yeah, the, like, strong, like, mysterious, like, beautiful and, like, dark. You're like, oh, she's like, there's something, there's something weird going on. And I was, I can't put my finger on it. Thinking a lot about, like, how good the casting is in this movie if it were a straightforward adaptation, you know? Because, like, yeah, especially, like, I think yes. about Steve Carell as, what's his name, Uncle Arthur? Uncle Arthur. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, the, and like, the way the original guy looks and, like, the way he acts, I'm like, that's, like, spot yeah, on. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. But why the fuck is Steve Carell in this movie? How does that make any it, sense at all? Yeah, that what? whole thing made zero <laughs> so, sense. Like, he was like, when you date a witch, weird things happen, so I don't have to explain I'm a character shit. from a I'm fictional like, TV great, show well. who's showing up and talking to you. I guess. Well, but, like, also her Aunt Clara is, like, the actual real Aunt Clara. Yeah, that's not actually Aunt Clara. But this guy isn't the actual uncle. This is, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. This is, like, the biggest reason outside of, 
like that I wanted to talk about this movie because you guys were make state making this claim last time and I'm telling you that she doesn't have an Aunt Clara. It's she magically man she was like uh, she was like, "Hey Samantha, what should I do to that doll?" And then she magically manifested the character Aunt Clara. She doesn't because that's you can bizarre. See her. No, that's yes. not better. No. no, that is what happens because when she comes down the chimney, she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm your Aunt Clara." And she's like, "What? I don't have a." And then she's like, "Oh." Aunt Clara from Bewitched. You go back and watch it. She's like, I don't have a, or something similar to that. She's manifested Aunt Clara. It's not actually her aunt. It's not her. She's so what you're saying is that she's shifted into the Bewitched universe. <laughs> <laughs> to use modern yeah. witch terminology. Yeah, she's bringing Bewitched characters into the real she's world. She's manifesting. That's what happens. Reading up. Yeah. That is. That's what, it's not her actual aunt. That does not make it better, Keisha. I will say. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm not trying to convince you that it's better. I'm trying to convince you that your interpretation was wrong because you're missing key elements. It's not a knife, it's a pair of scissors. (laughs) Hold on. And honestly, it helps. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's not actually her aunt. She's using magic to make Aunt Clara come into being. She's not real. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. What it's not her year, actual aunt. I think that's what, and I might be told, what year was Clueless? 1995. 1990s, okay. It, it, it the 2000s are like, I, I agree with you, Keisha, on some level that the 2000s are like a really weird time, especially for this like kind of genre of film. Where I like, wait, can we look at like the romantic comedies that came out this year? From I kind of want to get a reading the, from like the 2000s. Yeah. Mm. Elizabethtown? <laughs> Which is like where the Cameron where like Elizabethtown, <laughs> but that's like where Manic Pixie Dream Girl like started is Elizabethtown, yeah. right? Uh, this is also a famously hated movie. Pro- yeah, probably for that reason. <laughs> and also, um, and, I met your you know what? So is Bewitch also, but wedding so unrelated. <laughs> Actually, kind of a lot related. <laughs> Where yeah. she's this mysterious... The only thing that makes her not a man pixie dream girl is that she doesn't die at the end, but she is this mysterious, weird, kooky girl who fixes all of this man's problems. <laughs> no, I so, mean, uh, I, a manic pixie dream girl can't be the protagonist of, of a story. That sort of, that's that sort fair, of invalidates the whole idea. That's valid. But um, she does... Corpse, she, you have to... She does Corpse Bride that came kind out of role, though. <laughs> what came out? Corpse Bride. Adeline and I were just talking about Corpse the Bride. The best romantic comedy. It's very good. But see, my favorite part about that is Victor and Victoria hanging out. So, checkmate. I, okay, I don't know. Here's the thing, is that it, they kind of do make it look like he likes Emily more at the end. And then he's well, but like, remember, oh, he thinks bummer, that Victoria's bummer, been man. married. I know, I just, I just watched it two days ago. Yeah, you just watched it. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, yo, I kind of feel like, really, they, like, I'm anti-Victor at this point. Like, Emily is 100 Yeah, no, Victor's right. definitely the villain of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, and it's not even really his fault. I'm just saying, yeah. it was like, ugh. You got it. Like, I feel yeah, bad for I Victoria. Mean, it, it's I a character based Emily. on Victor Frankenstein. He's supposed to make decisions that you're like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's, that's the point of this character. Is he based on Victor Frankenstein? Yeah, he falls in love what with a corpse. That's, are you confusing it with Frankenweenie? 
No, for first of all, they're the same character. <laughs> Second of all, like, no, like, okay, I got this is unrelated to anything we're talking about, but it's my biggest pet peeve in the world where people do that thing where they try to say that Jack Skellington, Victor Von Dort, and Victor from Frank and Weenie are all the same guy, actually. They're just, and then he's dead, and they all have a dog. I'm like, no. Tim Burton just only knows how to write one character, and they're all self-inserts. Like, that's just what it is. Uh, you've also got Hitch coming out this year, a movie that has a lot on its mind about gender roles and gender politics. You also have The it's Weatherman. Even if it's not necessarily all correct, it holds up very well. I don't like Best to think move. about The Weatherman. The Weatherman. American Pie Band Camp. <laughs> Fever Pitch. Rent. Does he, wait, does he, does he make love to a pie a second time? <laughs> Yes. Does he do Just it, does friends? he do the damn thing again? Does he not learn his lesson from the first time he did the damn no thing? No one ever does. No one ever does. Cheaper by the dozen. Once you two. pop, you can't stop. Ah, <laughs> oh, cheaper by the dozen too. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Ooh. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is a Okay, so is the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants like actually a good book, or have I just been told that it's bad because it's a book that women it's just like? A, like what's it's up just with a book that? club book. Yeah. This is a bad year for movies. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. It's rough. <laughs> Let's just delete 2005. We don't need it. <laughs> but, but then we wouldn't get War for the Worlds, a film I haven't seen. I War mean, for the Worlds. Revenge of the Sith did come Here? out this year. World? That's pretty good. It's a good one. Charlie oh, and the Chocolate Factory. I saw it. Here's the thing. We do is need that. That, that was a I good did one. not. I did not see Bewitched in theaters. The first time I watched it was with my uncle and my cousins in Canada on TV. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I did see Revenge of the Sith in theaters and it really ooky spooked me. <laughs> I did not <laughs> that, like it. As, a, as an eight-year-old, seeing someone burn to almost death was mm -hmm. mm, yeah. scary. We kind of like skim over that. We like to talk about Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting and we like to make <laughs> jokes about the you are my brother, but we kind of ignore the part where he does just like kind of fall into lava and it's yeah. mega and disturbing. And screams, I hate you. And screams and like has to crawl onto the burning bank of lava. Yeah, one like, screaming and burning. It, it, it's not a fun part of the film. That's a romance. And we ignore it romance. for a reason. So, okay. The so already I'm, together. I'm looking at the opening there, box office. There are office. a couple already together. There we I'm go. I'm looking at the opening box office weekend for Bewitched, <laughs> and I'm realizing, like, it's just such a moment in time. So, uh, Bewitched comes out the same weekend as Batman Begins <laughs> and uh, kind of gets its lunch eaten by Batman Begins. <laughs> Makes, oh, sense. makes sense. Um, but Batman will do that. A little bit lower down, you've got Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, number seven at the box office, and Herbie Fully Loaded, number four. And I remember, oh, fully I remember when we went to the movies, whatever this time was, that I went to go see Revenge of the Sith with Dad, and you went to go see Herbie Fully Loaded <laughs> with Mom. I remember that very yes. clearly. I also remember. How was this. Herbie Fully Loaded? Do you remember? Pretty good, if I remember. <laughs> I made a Herbie fully loaded wooden car toy oh, that's after right. seeing the yeah. movie. So I guess that's I love it. Lindsay Lohan, right? That's like, yeah, that yeah. was one of her. I think so. What was the, the one street? where she's like a cow farmer? Do you remember that? It was like Walking on Sunshine or something. No. 
Huh? That was another Lindsay Lohan. Joke. I remember there was, it was a on the Disney Channel. I remember the place where I got my haircut as a kid. I remember. They Are you had thinking a of cowbells? Because she's not in. That. I am thinking of cowbells. Probably. I don't know. The place where I got my haircut as a kid. I remember there being a poster of Lindsay Lohan on the wall that gave me a lot of really strong feelings as a like eight or nine year old. That's like my strongest oh. sense association with Lindsay. There was Lohan. just a poster of her. <laughs> yeah. Was it a like? <laughs> It is a hot poster. I, I don't know. At your place of work. This is a hair salon. Yeah, memory. yeah. I remember going to pick up Caitlin Lockhart. Like, we were, like, going to hang out with her, but we were meeting her where she was getting her hair cut for some reason. I don't even remember. But then they were, they had, the place had a giant TV that was playing Kiki's Delivery Service, and that's all I remember. I just have a very strong memory That's the that. dream. And I'm not trying to dox her. At that church, we had two Caitlyn's, so we always had to say which Caitlyn. So I just said that instinctively. <laughs> I wasn't trying uh, to dox her. Oh, I was wrong. It didn't come out the same week as Batman Begins. It came out the week after Batman Begins. But it, oh, it's still got its box lunch Yeah, it still got its box lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, box lunch. It, okay. it boxed its lunch, lunch. to heck. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So, I feel like we're winding down. Do we have? I don't know. How long can we fight about this? We fucking sucks. I mean, it's. it's I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I think here's the deal: is that this movie sits in that like nostalgic realm where it, it matched something that I liked already. I, I, and I liked Will Ferrell. I think I was just thinking about, we had a conversation about when, as a kid, you stop, like, you you can say, this movie's bad. Right. Like, yeah. oh, I don't like this movie, this movie's bad. That, I watched this movie before I got to that point right. in my life. And at this point, it's like, you know, play, play the Hercules music, it was too late. Like, I already <laughs> like it. I already <laughs> liked it by the time that I was starting right. to say... Oh, movies, like, I'd taken enough of the movies poison can in. be bad. It was yeah. too late for me. I liked the movie, and now at this point, I watch it and I say, you know what? Still like it. I still enjoy it. I still have a good time. I think that Will Ferrell is silly enough. I think I like Nicole Kidman. She doesn't have dead eyes to me. Uh, and uh, and I like I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and this is just a really long episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I don't mind that it's not bewitched. I don't mind. I just can't get over how much fun. Nicole Kidman like can't do the nose wiggle. That drives me so insane. I <laughs> like I don't know. Oh yeah, she like my does nose that. And they're like <gasps> get a trainer like they, or the, something. The movie like tries to gaslight you into thinking that she can't right. do She's it, like, and it just doesn't work. And you're like, that's not She's it. Like, mm. That's not it, Nicole. You're like, that's- <laughs> it's not the, like a natural like movement. Because like, what's her no. name on the show is really fucking good at it. She's it's actually she's doing got it, like a yeah. really really quick well, that's like wiggle. Why? Do you think that it, when they were casting Bewitched originally, they were like, we will not move on this nose thing. It has to be the nose <laughs> thing. Train. If you can't, yeah. you have to like it's it's it wasn't just like they're like we need ha- you to have a thing. That's like that's when you're doing. And the she's magic. like, they're no, like, I it's can gotta be a nose. I bet it was just the actors that. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they were they hunted <laughs> they down hunted. actresses. They were like, if you, they said you're perfect. You have the great chemistry read. Uh, you really get the character, but you can't wiggle your nose. You're out. <laughs> that's what it should have been. They should have had really great actresses I mean, yeah. in that scene where they're like really good they're like can you do the nose thing and they're like <laughs> no oh, dang. I, get out of here <laughs> out it's all about the nose baby that would be really funny if it like showed up and it was yeah, like it Jennifer Aniston and <laughs> like Angelina Jolie <laughs> yeah. and they're all like 
And they're Ooh, like, get Jen the fuck and out Angelina. <laughs> they were they were in 2005. That's when Bradgelina came oh, together. Oh man. Oh, a couple that's already together. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> because he left Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie. Brad oh. Pitt did. They were married. You just living the life, man. He's living somebody's <laughs> life. Yeah, Hopefully well, his. One can I'm just hope. saying, interesting that you brought those two up because what a tumultuous year for for Jen. Yeah, those are just the only Rough, two man. Like, beautiful movie stars from that era mm-hmm. I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah, and Brad Pitt had sex with both of them the same year, probably. <laughs> True. Brad Pitt's good year. <laughs> uh, 2005, it makes sense. Hold on, give me well, just a minute here. I'm looking for you know, a... Are you looking the movie... I will say, it's not a good movie. Like, just review-wise, structurally, but I still like it. And I can't and change. And that's valid. Even if that's I tried. totally fine. <laughs> even if I wanted to. My love, my love, my love. That song came out in 2005 there are, also. I mean, you know, I don't know. All the, all the five-star <laughs> reviews I'm seeing for this movie are very much just people in the quiche zone where it's just like, I love this movie, cover movie, whatever. And then there are some it's people movie, like making insane claims like Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell is the duo I never knew I needed. No, they're not. No, they're <laughs> you not. don't. You don't need that. Nobody needs. Is that. it the best? But they're not bad. It's I not think bad. they are. I don't think they're bad. I like the scene where they eat Chinese food together. I think it's sweet. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm I, reading. Okay, well, I, well, I've hit a problem. Uh, guys, I've hit a spooky, ooky problem. Oh, fucking God Where I... So here's the thing, guys. Real lifetime. I can't... Uh, my list is out of date. Okay, we haven't done this. This is Adeline's guys, real life really, Guys, yeah, welcome to Adeline is trying to navigate a Google document. Guys, something really spooky is happening in this Google document. You're never going to believe it. There's just like a face... And it's so scary. It's a really scary face. And it's just, like, staring. And it just, like, keeps staring. And I think it's Will Ferrell. Can somebody check on Will Ferrell and see if he's dead? But, like, it's just, like, spooky. There's just a anyway, face and it's to the creepy so Book Club. It's just, like, a real scary. And then nothing happens. End of creepypasta. <laughs> okay. Give me a, just this send me the, the dumb link. I, yeah, no, I sent the link. It's in okay. the Discord. There we go. Welcome to Creepypasta Book Club. That was not the smoothest transition because I had to navigate a Google document okay. at quick speeds. So this one is called uh, A Lonely Man on a Lonely Street. In a lonely hat and a lonely shoes. Yo, listen up. Here's a story, this is a story. about a lonely guy who lives on a lonely street. Okay. <laughs> and all day. <laughs> all everything night and everything oh is, just is just lonely. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Yo, listen up. Today is the first day of my new job as a teacher at the high school I once graduated from. Other than the fact at how damn early I had to get up. I Are we sure we didn't read this one already? Did we already? No, is this the one oh, where this is the one. Yeah, let me tell you. This is the oh, one where she hits the homeless man with her car. Man, no oh, teeth. You're right. It is. Freaky man, no lips. Yeah. Oh, 
Is that a homeless oh, person no, better hit my him bad, with my no. car? Just kidding. It's God, maybe? <laughs> at the oh, hospital? this is the one I Hello, meant to say. Me. He's always been here. That's my bad. And he's always been for you. Okay, here you we go. When, got... when you started... <laughs> When you started reading, I you actually because um, I was listening to last year's real, podcast, the real spooks, the real spooky. You're never gonna believe yeah. it. Okay, this one's called the shadows there between we go. houses. <laughs> Yo, listen up. <laughs> Yo, listen That's how up. All this is a story. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> listen up. This is a story about how last night at around one a.m. My wife and small child walked to my car after a night at my bro-in-law's house. I love, house. my favorite thing about, like, amateur he writers is when they a... don't want to write out a full word, and they don't realize how bad it makes their writing sound. Like, just write brother. <laughs> it's like three more letters. It's fine. Yeah. But then you write, you won't write brother, but yeah. you'll be like, my small my child. Son. Not like, yep. my, son, my son, my daughter. <laughs> like how people with kids talk, you know, they're like, my my wife and my, my son, my child. wife, but my you're like my small lad. child and my bro. <laughs> <laughs> Un petit lad. Uh, <laughs> he lives in a sketchy suburban neighborhood, so we are always conscious of our surroundings. As I was getting ready to sit in the driver's seat. Sketchy oh, suburban, this is okay. The problematic As I was one. getting I ready to now. sit in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh as I was getting ready to sit in the driver's seat, I noticed a young black man staring at me with determined eyes. I stared back and nodded, but he just stood there staring back at me. <laughs> God damn it. It made it's me. Starting to, it, the title of this is also hitting me right now. It made me uncomfortable, but my fatherly instincts kicked in, and I squared my shoulders up to the man to give off my best fake, the you want to go at me, so bro? This is so written by a 13, white 13-year-old 13 in suburbia is what it hits me, too. Ugh. As I did, the man raised his hand and pointed at me as though to threaten me, then took off running faster than I had ever seen another person run. Having... <laughs> That's also a racist Having felt like my penis grew a couple inches instantly as a reward for being a badass, I felt it was safe to sit in the car and proceeded to drive home, but not before nicking the damn metal mailbox a bit. Don't worry about it. I know it. what that means. So, I, you know, when you're driving really fast and you accidentally mm -hmm. nick the damn metal mailbox. Your big, your big penis. Your huge cock gets in the way How? of the pedals. and <laughs> Who hasn't had uh, that exact problem before? Exactly. I took off anyway, thinking I'd tell them I hit it when I got home. I don't know where the mailbox is. I don't know if it's in the neighborhood or at his house or what. I think neighbor at the bro's house. At the bro-in-law's house. We had to yeah. make a stop at the store for some milk, Slim Jims, of course, and other stuff. My wife went into the store while I stayed with my young daughter <laughs> in the SUV. Some and milk and Slim Jims and other this stuff. Is, this Thank is what a 13-year-old thinks Slim Jims in the milk. List, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you 
no, no, no. Slim Jim, you know how like you use a Twizzler yeah. or like a Red Vine or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Slim Jim has a straw to drink your milk. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's keto friendly. It's so, really high protein. It's so good. Uh, I actually don't even know if that's true. When she came back, I popped the rear milk trunk door so she could load Jim's. the groceries. After closing it, the milk and the Slim Jims, etc. And other stuff. Other, other, Do you think other this is sponsored by After closing Jim's? it, she got back into her truck. <laughs> After closing it, she got back into the truck and I started to back out of the parking spot. I noticed that there were handprints on the back window. I asked her agitatedly. That's a big word, Why babe. she would close the trunk door by touching the windows. <laughs> agitatedly. <laughs> uh, she snapped back that she didn't. We both turned around and noticed that the prince looked like someone with long, thin fingers tried looking through the back window of the car and dragged their hands across the window. We inspected the other windows and noticed... If you drag your hand, it's going to be long fingers. We... Not necessarily. You drag the whole hand, the palm. Yeah, but then the fingers are going to... Oh, yeah, I guess. That's the scary part. He doesn't have a palm. Uh, I don't know what I'm He's all fingers, no palm. My wife, kid, and I were all pretty exhausted, so we shut off our phones and went straight to bed. I always turn my phone off this before morning, I go to bed. Both my so wife no one and can I reach me in case of a monster-related emergency. <laughs> this morning, both my wife and I. It says this morning, which makes me think this is going to end with, and that's why mm. I'm writing this letter to you now. <laughs> but uh, you skipped this a morning. Both my wife and I had over thirty. It's the best friend. Uh, oh, I did. <laughs> I called my bro-in-law immediately and let him know that the douchebag I saw across the street must have been looking into my car. I figured that would explain why he was staring at me so intensely. My bro-in-law said he would take a look out of the window and give the cops a call to patrol the area. My wife, kid, and I were all pretty exhausted, so we shut off our phones and went to bed. This morning, both my wife and I had over 30 missed calls, all from my bro-in-law's wife. I called her back. Just say brother-in-law, for the love of Christ. Also, yeah, that would just be your sister-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I called her back, and she was in hysterics. I figured that their cars must have been gotten into or vandalized. I like that there's no... Because I'm a racist. I like that there's no dialogue for the sister-in-law, just that she was in hysterics and he assumed, so she just calls him and she's like... Yeah, every single message is like, no eyes. Guilt immediately filled my chest. Instantly, I knew I shouldn't have stared down that guy like I did. Must have been payback, I thought to myself. I felt my penis shrink two inches. That's what people think like. I lost two inches. Uh, Then she started rambling about something being torn to pieces. (laughs) Torn torn to pieces or torn to pieces. (laughs) Apparently, Uh it was her neighbor's teenage daughter. Her body was found right on the side of my bro-in-law's house in between his house and the victim's home. The poor girl apparently snuck out of her house to go out and was trying to re-enter when someone or something grabbed her and mauled her to death. She was disemboweled and had two of her limbs ripped from her body. As of now, they still have not recovered her right hand. My stomach dropped at the news. That black man was not staring me down. He was looking past me, petrified, 
into the shadows at whatever was killing that young lady. <gasps> the black man wasn't a criminal after all. Oh, wow. yay. Uh, it's thing not that as racist as you thought, but still kind though. of racist. He's examining his biases. Like, he was wrong. You're the racist one for thinking you that know what? You know was, what? He I was going to make He's the black around. man the villain. Yeah. That's what makes you racist. He wasn't pointing you at me. He was pointing at someone behind us. Pointing at it. I think You know what? I think we've all learned something. I think we have. Today. This is a very woke yeah. creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> the cops just it left did? my house. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I feel like we lost the timeline there for a little bit because it was like this morning, they still haven't found a right hand. And you're like, okay. The cops just <laughs> left my house. All right. They were trying to get information on the man I saw. Apparently, they think he is a possible witness slash suspect. I assured them that I didn't think he was the killer based on my experience with him, but they still wanted to do their due diligence. See, and we're anti-cop exactly. too. They just want to This guy knows prosecute. what's up. Yeah. I'm coming back around. This guy's anti-racist. <laughs> yeah, there we yeah. go. The detectives Aww. also decided to get prints and measurements of the handprints off my vehicle windows. Due to the long, slender length of the finger marks, they do not believe it was the killers, since they appeared feminine. Okay, sure. Women are the real Women killers. Women can't kill. It's against our nature as nurturers. We can't do if it. If the fact that this maniac... This thing dragged that dead girl's hand across my across my vehicle as he was stalking up behind me isn't enough to fuck my world up. I've also just been informed that my license plate was ripped off my bumper. Looks like I didn't hit that mailbox after all. The end. This so is... wait, so he killed the monster and didn't know that he did? I guess. He hit the monster with his car? Or are we afraid that the car, that the monster now has his license wait, wait, plate wait, number wait, and wait, now wait, can wait, look wait, up wait, his wait, address? Wait. Is that what we're worried about? No, 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 about? there is no monster. He just hit a girl with his car. No, no. <laughs> right? No, the monster ripped you her hand see... off and put the hand on the window because it's got long fingers. And we all know women yeah, have women long have fingers. women have long, slender fingers. And they can't kill. And they can't kill. I think he just, bu- I think he nicked the monster. I think it. he just I hit a girl with his car, saying. ground her up under the wheels, drove away. Nobody, everyone thinks it's a monster. But at least he didn't blame the black guy. Yeah, but it wasn't a black guy. Totally blamed him. Yeah. Because we're mm. we're examining yeah. our racial Is this biases. the first draft? Is this the first draft of To Kill a Mockingbird, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it is. I think it really is. was like, sequel. you know... I'll just I'll throw some more details in there, but this is basically the gist. <laughs> the you gist know? Of They're it. gonna blame the black man, but he was not the one. And that's because he has a messed up hand. And to kill a mockingbird, that's where it came from. It initially, mm-hmm. said it was okay. Missing wait, there's a really had. good comment. So it goes. I liked it, but I didn't understand the ending. Can anyone explain? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to look at the comments. Hold on. Wait, the thing grabbed the license plate and was holding it as the man bumped into the thing. Thus, the man thought it was just the mailbox, I think. <laughs> I don't think that's right, Discopy. I don't, here's the thing, is that when people are, like, asking the questions, they're like, what does that mean? I feel like the author ne- didn't even have an answer. They're like, yeah. I don't know, the bump. It was a bump. He bumped it. So this person, their name is I Am Bread. 
their their just their profile picture is the Slytherin house, and their comment <laughs> yeah. is, "Wow!" At the end of the second paragraph, I thought to myself, "Watch out, bruh. We're dealing with a badass." If you'll excuse the language, ten out of ten. God, that, I wrote that, so you know, that's how I feel. I I I hope I'm glad that everyone besides that woman was okay it's weird that she didn't even know that there was a neighbor until the very end this guy just says i feel like you could hear a girl being viciously mauled behind your car (laughs) that's part of it he's got a point he's got a point like this person who goes she was quiet women we don't make sounds we got long slender fingers so yeah. this guy says, bad story. The license plate being ripped off wasn't a big, oh shit, no way for me. Wouldn't you hear the girl being viciously killed by monster behind your car? And why add the detail about the boy's skin color having to be black? Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really <laughs> is it, why you gotta be black, though, moment. <laughs> why you gotta be black, though. Thank you, yeah. Patty Lapone. Uh, so, hey, do you guys want to hear a five-star review of Bewitched starring Will Ferrell and Nicole Kibben? I think we already got one. Uh, and Steve, but Steve, yes. St- Stephen Colbert's in this movie. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, he's fine. Weird. He is in this movie. Weird it's that weird that he's in this movie. Uh, so this person... Anyway, I just wanted to say that. This review comes from Letterboxd.com. This person says, This got bad reviews when it came out because everyone is a dumb idiot. This shit rocks. <laughs> I think that was Keisha, actually. This shit rocks. <laughs> Who's to say? Because Who's everybody's say? a dumb idiot. <laughs> Who's to say? Anyway, my name's Jackson McMurray. <laughs> my name's Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. Keep us salty out there, sailors. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's spooky. spooky. Eyeballs of witches. Witches fruit. Eye of goose. Seeds of come. <laughs>